What is up and welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Football Lovers Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Gordon, and today we are going to be talking about the AFC North Dynasty Values. And uh, to a lot of people, this division, you know, is is pretty trash. Uh, but I actually love some of the value in this division, except for the Ravens. I fucking hate the Ravens. Uh, you know, no value on that team, pretty much. And the talent... Uh, uh, there's no, there's not much that I really want on them, but you know, anyways, uh, I did ask my followers on Instagram who they thought were their favorite. So let, let's go over them. And, uh, first up we got from NFL underscore polls dot world. He said either Lamar Jackson or Joe Burrow, you know, I can get on board with, with Burrow, but, um, uh, but Jackson, to me, costs, you know, just way too much. And honestly, I don't think his future is as bright as others might think or might see. And, you know, he's always going to be a QB1, in my opinion. But he will continue to get worse, not better statistically, as he gets older. And due to the, the hits that he's going to be taking, unless he learns how to slide, but... Yeah, he hasn't shown that he knows how to do that yet. He just constantly keeps getting take uh getting hits from you know whether it's just cornerbacks and safeties, but sometimes it's these big linebackers that are, that are going to be taking a toll on his body. And you know, uh, however, you know, other guy, uh, Joe Burrow, I I can get on board with this, you know, as, as a value for da- uh, dynasty specifically in superflex. Because, you know, I, I wouldn't want him and or need him in, in single quarterback leagues because, you know, I, I could just go pick up a guy. You know, I could probably pick up Joe Burrow like midseason uh, because he's probably not going to break out necessarily uh, better than any of these other guys that have already established. So uh, specifically in Superflex, uh, he's going pretty high still as the QB7 and 29th overall. Uh there's there's some you know love hate about him uh for me as he was polarizing in college you know last year breaking records left and right and you know making everything just seem so so effortless and uh making it look so easy you know he he could be a a true franchise quarterback in the making and he does have that top 10 potential for, for fantasy perspective uh, every year. However, on the flip side, you know, he is being taken quite high with the guy that's unproven and a rookie. And, you know, we still don't know what, what kind of quarterback he actually is in the NFL. Uh, so, you know, and, and he is kind of an older rookie quarterback. You know, to put in perspective, Sam Darnold is the same age as him, you know. And, and and he already has what is this? He's going into his third year in the NFL, so put that into perspective. Uh, but my point is that th- there is some value to be had there. I- I'm just not crazy about him. And next from Nick underscore La Puerta, he said that Eric Ebron is his best dynasty value. 
which is a sneaky pick since he's generally going undrafted in most cases, and he'll probably be, uh, you know, one of those late uh, midseason pickups off the waiver wire once people actually see some production come come from him, or or at least like a role, you know, because if we see what um what kind of player he was the first year on the Colts, you know, when he was just a touchdown machine, uh, then, then yes, he's obviously going to be worth a pickup and, and he would finish top 12 just due to his touchdowns and because he'll probably end up in the, the double digit category for that. But the main issue I have with him is that Vance McDonald is there. And unlike the Colts, there are other red zone options. So that's why I'm staying away from him in, in the initial part of the draft. But uh, he, if, if and only if he does end up starting over Vance McDonald, so you know his role changes and he's more of a full-time player, then yes, he's going to be an easy pickup this year. Now from SWB Fantasy Football, it is Jarvis Landry who he says is one of the most consistent players and is still super cheap, which I couldn't agree more to. You know, the fact that he's the wide receiver 29 and 61st overall, and he's gone under six fantasy points in the past three years. You know, think about this. Under six fantasy points in the past three years, only twice. Yeah. So safe to say that he'll be giving you something on a week-to-week basis, while he still has a nice ceiling to win you some weeks every so often. Also, for another consistency take, do you know how many times Jarvis Landry has been outside the top 18 in PPR formats? Once. Yes, only once. And it was his rookie year, of course. Like, rookies, they they always tend to be lower uh, their first year because they're learning the NFL still. You know, they're, they're learning the playbook still. They're not incorporated yet. And you're telling me Jarvis Landry has been a top 18 wide receiver every single year in PPR formats since his rookie year. So tell me how you think that he's going to get below even the top 24 now all of a sudden. He is not only a stud, but a steal at where he's being taken. Great pick. And next, I have from fantasy football duo, Mr. J.K. Dobbins. Now, I have to be honest at first, I hated the landing spot for him with Ingram there and the fact that Lamar Jackson doesn't dump the ball off uh, to running backs very often. So so I thought his upside was very capped. And then, then I came to realize that, you know, Ingram has an out in his contract next year, so he could be gone as well as the Gus bus. So he could very well be the lead back on the most run-heavy offense in the league with minimal competition for touches. Of course, you're going to have to bear with him for a year as he's going to be like a fringe RB3 in fantasy, uh, which which is fine uh, for now because once he's given the opportunity, he's going to thrive as his talent is superb. And he is just a dynamic player in general. At the RB16, 38th overall, he's still he's still a high draft pick, but it's the cheapest you're going to get him in the next three to four years for dynasty purposes. And lastly, 
from the fantasy football gridiron. He chose T. Higgins, which I couldn't agree more as he is my choice for the best dynasty value as well on the Bengals. And, and I think he is a clear-cut favorite to be the heir of A.J. Green, which I, I haven't heard. Uh, I mean, if you haven't heard in my previous uh, podcast, you know, it, he's going to, you know, I, I, I see T. Higgins as taking that spot sooner than later because, you know, just, just go listen to my other podcast, man. I, I, I bash A.J. Green left and right. I, I can't – I'm not going to say I don't stand – I can't stand this guy but I can't stand the fact that everyone is hyping him up this year. He's, he's not going to be, he's not the same player anymore, guys. So anyways, uh, go listen to the other podcast. If you want to hear me rant about AJ green some more. So back on the T Higgins, I think his college production is a little misleading as most of the, most of the time last year by halftime, the starters were getting pulled out, you know, uh, because they had such a, such a high lead by halftime and they were up so early that Clemson always just pulled his starters out. So his stats could have been astronomical last year. You know, he already had good stats and they could have been double that almost. Okay. Maybe not double. Let's just maybe out of like 500 more yards. Cause he already had 1100 yards. You know, you got to, put that into perspective like this guy could have been a stat stuffer and hit his draft stock probably would have even gone up even more in the first round but uh you, you know I, I i like the way that uh uh cincinnati is building their offense which might sound crazy but the o-line is getting a whole lot better the running game is going to be a whole lot better this year burrow is a major upgrade from andy dalton and uh, I like the good duo between T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd for the future. It's going to be a nice little one-two punch with the wide receiver core there. And, uh, you know, I can't say the same about their defense. You know, their defense is straight boo-boo, man, like just trash. And uh, that for that reason, you know, they're obviously still in rebuild mode. But for Higgins' Higgins' future, I see him maxing out as, you know, a – a top tier wide receiver too, but, but you're going to be getting him this year as the wide receiver, 43, 93rd overall, which, which is nice knowing he can, he can be 20 spots uh, higher next year or in the next two years to come, you know, he's only 21. And, and I see him more of like a, like a Mike Williams type of player where he can make huge plays down the field due to his frame. And, and he's going to be more of a deep threat. And that's how he's going to be utilized. So big chunk plays coming out of T. Higgins. Now, on to just my personal list. With the Baltimore Ravens, I have no other than Mr. Marquise Brown. Yep, who continues to be slept on day in and day out, even in dynasty leagues where you would assume he would be taken even higher. He's going as the wide receiver 32, 66th overall. And he's more than likely going to be a top 24 uh, wide receiver, you know, given that he's going to have more playing time and more targets. And, you know, it's just, that's just what's going to be expected since uh, he, he came off of, you know, I mean, he didn't come off of surgery or injury. He, he got the screw taken out of his foot. And, and now he's going to be running without that 
ache and pain in his foot anymore. So he's going to be running a lot more fluid, a lot quicker. And given that he's going to have more playing time, you know, all this just adds up into a monstrous second year. And, and you can't deny the fact that, that he can take anything and turn into a touchdown. You know, we saw multiple times last year where, uh, you know, he he just got like super ridiculously wide open somehow. And all, he, all Lamar Jackson had to do was just dump it off to him, really. And, uh, you know, even though I don't like Lamar Jackson in general, and the fact that they're in a very minimal pass attempts kind of offense, uh, and, it, and it's always going to be in the bottom. You know, with, with Greg Roman as the offensive coordinator, he, he doesn't have many pass-heavy offenses. And when I mean doesn't have many, I mean he never has pass-heavy offenses. Do you guys want to know how many times Greg Roman has had more passing attempts than rushing attempts in his career as an OC in the NFL? One. Tell me how in today's NFL you can have more rushing attempts on offense than passing attempts in every single season that you're an offensive coordinator except for one. Like, God damn, either you're up all the time or you are just so, so strict on being like, we are going to run the ball down your throat no matter what. And that I that's just his game plan. That's his philosophy. You know, that shit's wild, man, that – his game plan is specifically run-oriented, I mean, which is great for running backs, but is terrible for wide receivers and every other position. But, you know, we saw that Marquise Brown can do it on very minimal snaps and targets. So add a little bit to both, and I, I think he's going to be a great dynasty and fantasy asset. And next, on to the Cleveland Browns. I have selected Kareem Hunt as the best dynasty value as he can quite possibly be uh, you know, a better back than Nick Chubb this year as far as fantasy goes. You know, he, he was already outperforming Nick Chubb uh, at the end of last year on a per-game basis. You know, once he came into the lineup, uh, he was, I believe it was a top 15. Yeah, I think it was a RB 15. And now just imagine him a full year being implemented in this offense, you know, into the schemes and used as a pass catcher more, which is what they're talking about, him more of as a, a wide receiver three. But he's still going to be getting some carries here and there, you know, getting a few rush attempts. And, and I just love that. You know, the only problem I have with him is that, you know, he might end up just being one of those scheme-only guys. You know, he doesn't really – we haven't really seen him without, you know, a scheme fit for him. like. Imagine if he would have like if he would go to the Ravens where they don't pass the ball a lot and you you have to depend on efficiency and you have to uh, it's mainly based on your your carries and your rush attempts and, and he did okay last year he he got four point one six yards per carry which is this is okay you know it's not it's not superb it, it's just mediocre however with his catching abilities and the fact that he's still able to get a few carries you know here and there <clears throat> you know his upside for now is just so cheap you know and it's just so awesome that you can get him at the rb 27 73rd overall and we all know he he has the upside to be a top 12 running back we've seen it before 
you know, and, and once he gets to a new team, since, you know, we're talking about dynasty, it once he gets to a new team, because he's not going to stay on the Browns again next year. Like, he – there's no way. If he does, stupid decision. Goddamn. But more than likely, he is off the Browns next year. He's going to be a, a workload, a workhorse kind of back. And uh, he's going to be a three-down role player. And, and I I would feel more comfortable with with him having that kind of role and his value be so much more. And, and if even even if you don't even like that idea because of the fact that he's already 25 and going to be 26 next season, just play the game, you know? Trade his ass at his maximum value that he's ever going to be with, with him going to a new team. You know, as for me, you know, I'm still going to want him this year specifically because he's a solid flex play, and, and he's just going to pay huge dividends next year well, and you're going to be getting him at a at a huge discount. You know, you got to think he's probably going to be getting drafted, you know, in, in the top, you know, uh, more than likely four four rounds. He's going to be in the top four rounds guaranteed. If, and if he slips to, like, the fifth, sixth, like how, like, David Johnson is right now, I just don't see that happening. You know, he's he has less injury concern he, next year. He's probably going to have, a, you know, a, a more solidified role. And we already wanted to take him right now on like the sixth, seventh. Come on, man. Anyways, my last guy is on the Steelers. And is a guy that, you know, has grown a lot on me. At, because at first I hated him. And I even said that he was going to be a bust on one of my posts. But as I did more and more research and I took a deeper look at his profile and what he could do. Given the right opportunity, I am falling in love with him now. And that guy is Anthony McFarland. One of the main reasons I like him is Connor is a goddamn bum. Okay. And he's not going to make it through the whole season again. And his backups, Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels, were given the opportunity last year. And they didn't do squat with it. Okay, so so now it's time for McFarland's, you know, it's, it's his time to shine, you know, to show off his amazing bursts and speed. And and he he even tested, you know, very well, but he could have tested even better as he was coming off of surgery, like core muscle surgery. I feel like <clears throat> he can take the reins and be the lead back, even though he is a is a shorter kind of running back. You know, he reminds me a lot of Devonta Freeman now who is a very shifty and works wonders in the passing game. And, and he's going to be on a team where the quarterback isn't mobile, which is great because stats show that running backs who have quarterbacks that aren't mobile produce 2.2 more points per game in half PPR formats. And that's in half PPR. Imagine PPR. So give me an agile running back who has a great O-line, not much injury risk, and can make plays in the passing game and is only being taken as the RB56, 174th overall, like, yes. Give me that upside and potential over some random death guy at that time of the draft. You know what I'm saying? Well, anyways, you know, that that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. And be sure to follow this podcast along with me on Instagram as well at Fantasy Football Lovers for some amazing content. 
and so you can participate like uh, the others did and be shouted out on my podcast as well. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to subscribe uh, to the channel, hit that notifications bell, and uh, give that fat thumbs up. Have, a, have an amazing rest of your day, and be back soon.